very warm welcome to all our listeners. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you will enjoy this podcast. Hi Nikhil, thank you for joining us at Blitz Business. It's a pleasure to have you. Thanks Ashish. Uh thanks for having me on. It's a it's great to be speaking to you. Awesome. So let's get started. So uh uh so Nikhil, uh first of all, how did you came up with the name that's always my first question sure uh, it's an in, it's an in, it's always uh, normally an interesting story um in this case you know this is almost um, 10 years back um i was working with a company um called morgan stanley and as part of um my own personal investments i was really looking for moving outside of fixed deposits to invest money um i was you know 23 24 years old and had started earning a salary for the last two years m- built up a saving but unfortunately could not invest in anything other than fixed deposits working at an investment bank we had a lot of restrictions about about investing in the stock market and i did not have money to invest in what was considered as alternatives right i could not put money in a fund structure i could not put it in a pms scheme all of them required minimum thresholds so a group of uh, friends a group of my friends decided that let's come together and see if we can invest in real estate real estate was and continues to be an exciting asset class and if we invest in real estate together because we can't do it ourselves then we will earn you know rental income and maybe some capital appreciation so we coined the term grip uh, to stand for group real estate investment plan and where we would pool our money together and buy real estate so that's the origination for the word it for us it signified that we are investing in something which is a physical asset and hence uh, you have control uh, you're also directly investing and evaluating opportunities so you're in control of your investments and because these are going to give you better returns than a fixed deposit you're more in control of your uh, financial destiny so that the grip acronym uh, really played multiple meanings in what we were trying to achieve for our personal investments for variety wow. of reasons we never ended up making an investment but when we started this company when we started this online platform the word just stuck and uh, it made perfect sense for what we're doing doing at the business and so it, this makes me wonder nikhil so what made you leave i mean cotton coat a cushy job at morgan stanley to start something of your own yeah I think it was always um, that Kida was always there. I Grip is my is my fifth uh, fifth venture uh, in various ways. I I started my first company when I was in an in undergraduation at uh, at Delhi University, and I've um, you know started something or the other repeatedly. So I think that that desire to do something entrepreneurial was always uh, very much within the system. Uh, Morgan Stanley was an incredible stepping stone, uh, incredible learning curve. to become you know successful at being an entrepreneur and i don't think i think my life would have been very different or the journey would have been very different without a morgan stanley so i i think it was the right time to move out of that road i'd spent 6 years uh, with the investment bank uh, taken a lot of learnings built a lot of network that i could then leverage uh, as i began in my journey as an entrepreneur and uh, so you mentioned uh, being the fifth a uh, company or venture you've been part of so with respect to grip um 
tell us a little bit more about how you know the current how grip looks like versus when you started out in terms of you know how it has so far uh, <clears throat> the trajectory has shifted or how you have sort of given the shape to your current company sure i think that's a very important thing to be doing con- con- continuously in the business as you keep getting user feedback and then you keep tweaking your proposition your business model to what the market is telling you in a lot of times you know businesses are started especially startups are started where there is very limited understanding of the industry or of the proposition because it's completely new there is nothing to rely on and if you don't change or you don't uh, you know don't modulate yourself depending on what the market is asking you're likely to go out of business in our case um, i would say the biggest transition that happened or maybe two big transitions that happened number one uh, when we started the business we used to offer a single investment product in the form of lease finance or leasing so you could invest a small amount of money towards purchasing and leasing a vehicle and then earn rental income from it and this was the only product that we offered for about a year till we reached about 100 crores in investments our users told us that you know leasing is great they're very happy to invest in it but they would like to invest more on grips platform if we could offer them multiple product choices so while leasing met a certain requirement for tenure and returns but for example they would also like a shorter tenure product where they could put some excess liquidity but get it back within 2 or 3 months that insight allowed us to start diversifying the investment options available on grip and build a multi asset platform today grip is probably india's largest multi asset platform for alternative investments we offer six different investment options and users have a very high rate of uh, cross selling that is they start with one product but they soon build their portfolio across multiple products on our platform so that's the one that's one big change the second change is that we realize that it's not only about the investment it's not only the first time but it's really about offering the user the inv- the discovery the investment and the portfolio management experience different users will have different expectations or different asks with respect to their portfolio someone would like to hold it to maturity someone would like to leave it earlier uh, get an exit in case there's a requirement for liquidity and as we design our products it's important for us to be able to create all those options for them a lot of the work that we have been doing in the last 6 months and doing now is based on this user feedback and to create that that end to end experience from a, for an investor with respect to his investments awesome so uh, let me uh, so nikhil uh, i am not a finance i don't have that financial inclination i can understand tech little bit here and there but so i'll break it down so couple of pieces and maybe ask very basic question uh, so so first is you mentioned when you started grip it was in the leasing space so by that you mean uh, please correct me if i'm wrong it was basically if someone bought a lease you were offering that sort of security to your end users where they can sort of purchase and get that sort of rental income from the guy who's paying back is that sort of is my understanding correct like you are buying that uh leasing option 
from whatever let me um, give an example that i think a lot of us will relate to um, ashish did you ever see or you know this ad by uber where mm-hmm. they were inviting people to own cars and lease them on the and and then operate them on uber's platform yes yes yeah at least i and a lot of people i know had thought that okay let's buy one you know maruti swift and deploy it on uber's platform right we'll hire a driver and it will run on uber's platform we'll earn a incomes additional income to our salaries okay mm-hmm. now in what you're doing effectively is you're purchasing a car and leasing it out to someone in this case uber or to the driver mm-hmm. and earning a monthly rental okay now for doing this you need to have 5 6 7 lakh rupees to buy that car mm-hmm. not many people want to be able to want to make that kind of investment right mm-hmm. plus deal with the operational hassle mm-hmm. our leasing product was very much uh, the same thing except you could make an investment of just 20000 rupees and other people would make investments of 20000 rupees or more together you would buy a car facilitated by grip and lease it on a platform like uber or to another fleet company to okay. earn monthly income ah okay. got it and so how does the back end in the operation side work of it so you guys collect all the capital and then deploy it or you have partners who are then utilizing it yeah uh, so what would happen is the money would get collected mm-hmm. and go to maruti to purchase a car okay okay we would then work with a partner who we've already identified who is going to be responsible for running this car okay this partner would not be an individual but would be a very large fleet operator i'll give you an example we work with a company called everest fleet okay. they run 8000 cars on uber's okay. platform in in india today they are the largest fleet partner for uber okay. in india mm-hmm. we would give this car to everest fleet mm-hmm. for a monthly lease rental and that lease rental would come to investors as their return oh wow okay got it got it a uh, makes a uh, makes lot of clarity and then in terms of now coming to the compliance side of things so this is something for example let before compliance uh, what is the expected return your users or the customer base have gotten uh, from this sort of model when you started with sure investors are typically earning anywhere between i would say 15 to 17% interest rate um or yield on these investments on a pre-tax basis okay. so this is significantly more than what they would make in a fixed deposit obviously the risk is different but that uh delta in returns is what attracts people to allocate some of their portfolio to investments like this obviously these are also completely non market linked so there is no volatility and the returns are entirely fixed and predictable okay and in terms of risk you mentioned i mean it's understandable but what sort of risk and how do you educate your customer because i'm sure uh they must be i mean there is significant part of it for people to also understand the products you are offering right so how do you communicate that sort of risk factors what is the underlying risk in such product we'll discuss the other six product also but uh in this particular case sure so um we and i think it's very important for people to understand the risk of what they're getting into we really want people to make an informed decision we do a lot of awareness through 
um, you know, things like webinars, YouTube videos, all of our uh, description of the investment opportunities on the platform contain a large section on risk. Um, so we we constantly, in all shapes and form, try to inform the investor about the potential risk that they're entering into. It also is covered in all the agreements that are received by them uh, that they are signing before making the investment. So I think we we try to over-index on providing people a perspective of the risk that they are making that they are entering into when making such an investment. Okay, and then subsequently comes the piece of compliance, right? I think compliance governance it's 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 a big issue lately, right? In yeah. multiple startups, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So from that perspective, so first there are two lenses to it. The first is is there any regulatory compliance which you guys have to uh, abide by since you guys are managing capital that's first and second is in terms of internal governance systems what you have in place so two aspects to it yeah no great question Ashish, and also really really important especially when it comes to investments hmm. um, I'll try to you know uh, keep this really non-technical but s- uh, simple in terms of under- explaining how we go about this um, the financial instrument that the investor uses is a SEBI regulated instrument. It is also listed on the stock exchange. So when you put your when you invest your money, what you are buying is a SEBI regulated NSE listed instrument. The instrument is also rated by a rating agency like Crisil or ICRA, and hence the investor is again being communicated about the risk and the potential downside of investment. All the money that the investor invests flows through a a special trust that is created. This trust is created within SEBI guidelines and is managed by an independent third-party SEBI regulated trustee. All money that goes to the investor also flows via escrow accounts directly from this trust to the investor's bank account and these instruments are held in their DMAT account, right? So as a, uh, from a regulatory perspective, compliance perspective, and even from a process perspective, we have put in place regulatory compliant instruments, which are listed, rated, and all administered by a SEBI registered trustee who has no relationship with GRIP. Okay, okay. And when you mention it's a listed instrument, so you mean the leasing thing, it's a listed thing and you're just facilitating but not managing the end-to-end piece of it. We're managing the end-to-end piece of it, but once you have, you know, um, if you have to create instruments at small ticket sizes, right? Ah. for that purpose, there has to be a financial paper. Mm-hmm. Not 100 people cannot invest 20,000 rupees and own a car, right? Car ownership has to be held by one one entity. True. In that case, this entity, there's an entity created and the investments are facilitated through this financial instrument, which is the listed paper that I mentioned. Got it. And then, uh, so you mentioned Nikhil, now moving on in terms of you started with the lease and then added six more products. So if you can help us understand which all are the other six products which you are seeing a lot of traction in and people are really excited about? Sure. 
I'll pick a couple of the products uh, just to give a sense, overall sense. I'll, I'll talk about the products, but I'll pick a couple of products where we see the most traction. Um, once again, the, the basis of adding these products is that different investors will pick different products depending on their age, income, their financial goals. And as a platform, our objective is to provide access to a variety of products so that every investor can get what they're looking for. We provide, for example, corporate bonds, which are listed rated, a, listed and A-rated corporate bonds for a company, for example, like Navi Finserve or Five Star or Incred. These are bonds that are available on our platform. And typically because of the you know A rating, give you anywhere between eight and a half percent to 10% yield. At the same time, a lot of investors have an appreciation for real estate and we provide options to invest in a commercial building or a warehouse uh, at a minimum ticket size of 1 lakh rupees. And these are also opportunities available on our platform. One of our other more popular products is something called inventory finance, where you're giving a short term loan to a company against their inventory and people and a lot of users like this product because of the short term nature that it offers. So as you can see, everything from, you know, short term working capital finance to long term real estate investments and bonds uh, are what is available on Grips platform, giving investors a lot of diversity in choice. And so uh, these are really fascinating products, Nikhil. And how does someone, for example, I was I was going through actually I was contemplating, you know, uh, some long time back six seven months not that long uh, in terms of investing in these corporate bonds and i went through and saw you know the landscape who all are offering these products right so then two things came into my mind the first was okay uh, there are many new players into this space who are offering these products but the established one for example um, zeroda right why are not they offering such products so it made it made me wonder uh, what is stopping them for not entering into this space? That's point one. And the second question is, there are other platforms which are offering uh, these corporate bonds where you can invest. So how does someone really differentiate or reach the customer differently? So there are two parts of it. If it can help us understand uh, these points. Sure. Um, so the first one, you know, while Zerodot does not offer these products directly, they actually have um, a large investment in other platforms that do offer these bonds as part of their portfolio. So uh, as a larger part of, of Zerodot's uh, group companies, these there are uh, platforms which offer corporate bonds and hence in some way the other Zerodot is offering these bonds. In fact, very recently, I would say a couple of months back, uh, Nitin Kamar did a post on how bonds um, are now becoming more accessible to retail investors and how, in his view, bonds are the products for investors to participate in as against investing in the stock market, especially for retail investors. So I think both from a uh, direction point of view and how they're thinking about it as a business, there is a clear indication for retail participation, retail investor participation in corporate bonds. And I would bet that they will, that Zeroda will play a larger role in making such products accessible. 
what is also important to note is that in the last three or four months, SEBI has taken, uh, SEBI being the capital markets regulator, has taken incredibly uh, incredible actions to increase the access of corporate bonds to retail investors. One of the biggest steps that they did was to reduce the minimum face value by 90% for participation in corporate bonds. They've also made changes on the exchange, the stock exchange infrastructure to make payments via UPI accessible in smaller ticket sizes. At the same time, they've taken several steps to improve investor protection when they invest in such bonds. So whether it is private market participants like Zeroda or it is the regulator, I think both of them are putting in, are, are creating a better environment for corporate bond adoption. I think on your second point, um, you're, you're absolutely right. I think the differentiation that exists for different platforms to offer corporate bonds is quite thin. And hence, the differentiation for us as a business is around products like leasing that we offer, which other platforms do not offer. And that to us is our USP and why, why users will come to our platform. The reason we also offer corporate bonds is we believe that if you are if you're looking to build a portfolio, you will not invest all of your money in leasing. In fact, you should not invest all of your money in leasing. You should diversify it across multiple alternative investment instruments. And we want to be able to provide those instruments to you. You should, you should come to us as a one-stop shop for your alternative investment requirements. And we'll be able to provide it to you, including more easily available or commonly available products like corporate bonds. And a question on a side, Nikhil. So in the current market scenario, um, which is looking a little tricky uh, beyond me to understand, what is your read of it? Uh, that's a that's a very broad question. Do you, do you mean that in the context of um, the stock markets, just the appetite for investing in startups? Like uh, which, which way did you mean the question? Um, Stocks, startup, I mean, everything looking sort of... Um, uh, very dicey in terms of the markets which saw a significant drop over the last few weeks or globally people are talking about European countries are in recession etc etc so where do you see India uh, stand let's first cover the stock market perspective sure well um, I think there, there, are, there are very very tangible factors that have played out in the last two or three years um, which at some point of time have to have an impact on stock market, right? Um, the liquidity, the amount of money that was pumped into the system by governments, particularly in the West, which resulted in um, more money in the system for investors to put into stocks and other financial assets definitely resulted in an increase in prices. There is no question about it. And this is not the first time it's happened. We saw the same thing happen uh, after the fin global financial crisis in 2008. As that liquidity, uh, that liquidity will create an increase in inflation, which is happening across the world at record levels, and central banks and governments will have no other alternative but to reduce the liquidity by increasing rates, which is what has happened in the last one year. As a as a direct consequence of that there will be correction in prices of financial assets across the world and investors will become more cautious of deploying money. So the chain of events 
is there is a very clear uh, trajectory and reason behind it um and it's not surprising that we are going through this correction now so i think that that's what it is um when when does this stop happening or change i think is anyone's guess what we do see is that some inflation in some of the countries is tapering off or not increasing as fast some numbers especially the us employment data continues to remain surprising and that may create a longer period where interest remains interest rates remain high liquidity remains low and there is a pressure pricing pressure on assets like stocks um on your on the second part of your question which is around india i think there is you know overwhelming evidence and overwhelming rhetoric to say uh, from some of the smartest people across the world with access to money access to uh, information that as a country india is um, placed very differently with the rest of the rest of the world economies and we have a chance to clearly outperform as a market um we are in a environment with a very stable government a lot of uh, positive uh, development pushes the infrastructure budget for example has been incredible and and any economic student will tell you that infrastructure is the best uh, multi- has a biggest multiplier effect on economic growth so with some of those uh, in some of those basic fundamental blocks in place this is india's decade uh, unquestionably and i think it's fortunate to be building and to be an indian in this environment and how does nickel it impacts the other side of the coin the corporate bonds the other financial product uh, given the current stock market scenario does it help you guys like people are looking more to invest on these things or people are people are more like oh, let's just stay away for a while and let's just see how things settle and then we'll try to invest again into different different financial products so how is that front looking as of yeah i always believe ashish that there are uh, you know for every there there is a market because there are market and there are buyers and sellers the same piece of information will be perceived by different people in different ways which is what allows a market to happen right um so i, I don't i would i i think it's difficult to say that all people think are thinking the same way and i'll give you two contrarian uh, views that we hear number one there is more appetite for corporate bonds among a set of people because they are saying that the stock market is very volatile and hence investing in corporate bonds makes sense which is a fixed income product there is also the belief that because interest rates have increased significantly they are not likely to increase as much and as they go down if you are invested in corporate bonds you will earn you will have a capital appreciation so because the interest rate cycle is at nearly at at its peak this is the best time to get into corporate bonds right so these are two arguments that we hear for corporate bonds the counter argument we hear is that fd rates uh, fixed deposit rates have also increased and hence since those are safer it may be worth investing in fixed deposits itself and not necessarily taking any risk at all by even investing in a a grade corporate bond paper our perspective is that none of this is none of these are wrong all of these points are correct okay there are however uh, another set of principles that are always true when it comes to investing number 1 you have to diversify 
there may be different investment thesis but every investment thesis talks about diversification while you may choose to park some money in fds you must also park some of your money in corporate bonds and some money in the stock market you cannot choose to remain focused only on one asset class through your portfolio i think the second philosophy is that there is going to be opportunities of arbitrage or or a delta to be made keeping a very very similar level of risk in mind for example if you are an hdfc bank customer and you are investing in your money is in hdfc bank fd in could you take some of that money out and invest in an hdfc bond hdfc bank bond you actually end up making more money so given those opportunities exist where with a very small delta of risk it's important for investors to seek them and build a healthier portfolio so let me ask you nikhil this way so keeping grip aside has a consumer as an end customer of these financial product what will you invest in sure i'll tell you what i'm investing in um uh, um i i am actually investing uh, in a lot of different financial assets uh, so i am actively investing in corporate bonds uh including via through grip but also through debt mutual funds um i've uh, recently started investing in startup equity uh, of other companies because i believe that valuations for startups have come down uh, and there is an opportunity while companies have done very well we talked about how india is growing as a country and an economy but the prices of the valuation for startups has has come down significantly and i believe it's a great opportunity to back fantastic founders um i have started looking at investing in some stocks which are particularly uh, giving very high dividend yield so that even if the stock price does not appreciate there is still a great dividend yield to be had some some of the stock prices have corrected sharply and those those dividend yields have become very attractive um i use a platform to invest in us equity um and i while i'm currently not holding any position but i'm i'm exploring a few stocks to also invest there and um, one of the things i do while i'm you know investing in commercial property is difficult because of the large ticket size i'm actively investing small ticket size in commercial property through the grip platform so i i truly believe that this diversification works very well and i've seen it have a positive impact on my portfolio sounds like a full time job to be able to <laughs> identify and invest in different different products you know i'm on on many whatsapp groups which are dedicated only for finance and for investments mm-hmm. and i realize that if you are a you know 30 year old something um yeah. you've h- held a white collar job for you know 7 or 8 years mm-hmm. your biggest worry today is where do i invest my money uh, and my savings because most of us you know who have who who don't do it actively the only source of growth of our wealth is our salaries and i think that's pretty sad okay sure. that's not the way to, that's not the way to get to an early retirement um and hence uh, if we can make that journey simpler for people by allowing the discovery the education the investment process and portfolio management to happen that's what our objectives are grip awesome awesome uh stepping back a little bit nikhil so every business has its own challenges right uh, challenges and opportunities so looking at grip what so two aspects to it the first is what were initially 
the challenges you faced while setting up grip and as of now when you look the next couple of years 3 4 5 years whatever time frame suits you what are those challenges you are looking forward to and tackling to and overcoming it sure so ashish there are obviously many like you know day to day challenges many challenges around the industry um, many challenges about you need to constantly think about how do you get marketing right but i think all of those challenges are a subset of really two things number 1 hiring great people and number 2 uh, offering a fantastic work environment and culture if you get those two pieces right a high quality team will solve for any challenge that that comes and there will always be new challenges i would say that our first set of challenges in the at grip when we began was to be able to establish that right how do we as founders who are not necessarily from the industry attract equally minded incredible talent and motivate them and excite them to this vision and put a framework in place where these individuals are excited to be working for grip uh, excited to to create that company and will be able to retain and manage that culture for whoever else joins the company i think that was our but it was a very big focus for us as a company um and i would like to say i i believe that we got it we got it largely right uh, i'm incredibly excited about the quality of the team we have at grip and that is what is it allowing us to constantly deal with whatever challenges come our way we are now close to uh, 75 80 employees and we know that the biggest challenge going forward is is also how to retain that culture how to retain that excitement that people have about grip and to be able to push that 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 culture to the next 30 40 50 people who join our company over the next one year as the company becomes larger the ability of for myself or my founder or my co-founders to be able to spend time with every every new joinee becomes lesser and lesser it's it's an unfortunate scenario but that's just logistics but how do we make sure that that even at a larger team size we remain um incredibly unified aligned on that vision and that culture is the biggest challenge that we're going to face in the next 3 to 4 years awesome 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 nikhil thank you so much for your time and answering the question with such clarity of thoughts really enjoyed uh, understanding how things are sort of shaping up and how this segment as a whole is growing uh any final or closing comments from your side um first of all thank you for hosting me uh, was a pleasure speaking to you um i think the the maybe two closing thoughts and these are directly related to the questions you had number one if you're a founder today uh, looking to start a business uh, get out there and get started it's a tough in, it 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 definitely is a tough environment to raise a uh, first round of capitals um but it's be, the some of the best companies have been built in periods like this because hiring is easier Uh, you are more considerate about costs you will do things in a way because you are resource constrained that will help you prepare yourself for the company in the future and there will be less competition take advantage of it um, and get started 
this is india's decade it's our opportunity to lose and uh, make the most of it by by really getting out there um and yeah i think that those are the two things uh, that i'd love to say um we are excited uh, you know we we are we believe that we are incredibly lucky to be building in this environment um timing is a timing has been always a crucial factor for success of startups and um, you know we just got fortunate to be on the better side of it awesome awesome thanks a ton nikhil and i could hear the calendar invite popping huh. up so we'll have to let you go few minutes early but it was a pleasure having you and talking to you thank you so much thank you so much ashish take care